0: Home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Channel.
1: Colby May for the Oil Kings, Evan May for the Medicine Hat Tigers. The starting goaltenders here at Rogers Place as this game is about to face off we'll keep you updated doing the show from rogers place tonight in the nhl maple leafs lead the hurricanes 4-2 with 13 minutes left same area of the game st louis up 4-1 on the capitals and uh, also with about 13 minutes left in the third flyers taking it to the sabers it is 5-1 owen tippett has a hat trick up to 21 goals on the season blue jackets and ducks will start at eight the oilers play tomorrow matinee in Seattle. We had Kraken play-by-play voice Everett Fitzhugh on the show talking about the uh, Kraken's uh, very good, likely playoff season here. 12.30 for the face-off show. Puckle drop at 2. Looking forward to bringing you that one. And uh, as I've been following along, and it is final, at the University Cup in Charlottetown, the host UPEI Panthers beating the number-one-ranked Calgary Dinos 4-2. So the Dinos, who won Canada West, they had, I believe it was a 23-game winning streak at one point this season. Was it 23 or 25? It was a long one. Uh, Anyway, they're out. So the Golden Bears play UPEI in the semifinal tomorrow, 4 p.m. Mountain. You can stream these games online. Just go through the U-Sports website. You'll have to click the the video link so you can uh, follow that uh upai pulled off one upset can they pull off another we'll see a lot of energy for the crowd for them today they hadn't played in a while they were out in the quarterfinals in their league but they uh jumped on the dinos and got the victory there so we'll uh keep an eye on that one good stuff for the golden bears as they chase another national title Reed wilkins with you and i'm pleased to welcome back to the show well okay steve this is what dave campbell put on my lineup general manager of the Edmonton Stingers and NCAA legend Steve Sir how does that sound
0: that's it <laughs> I mean I, that, that, that's a pretty good place to start it's a good warm-up it's a good yeah.
1: starting point legend is the least we would ever refer to you as but uh, <laughs> so, uh
0: I, that's I, awfully nice I'm going to text Dave after this and say hey thanks uh your your check's in the mail man don't worry about yeah, it
1: well we love we, we love having you on the show I love talking well Basket sometimes we meander into other sports or sports in general, but I, I always love having you on the show. Uh, hey, uh, the tournament, let, let's dive right. In front. Now, I want to ask you this, first of all. A- as a guy who played NCAA basketball and played in, in the tournament itself, do you, f- now that you've become a quote unquote adult, <laughs> do, do you fill out a bracket? Do you participate in that?
0: I do. Um I picked Furman yesterday, and for about ten minutes, I was feeling great. And then I also picked Utah State and picked Boise State, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I, I'm not good at this at all." My my apex was in tenth grade. I picked the Final Four correctly. I think I had the Elite Eight, like down to the to the to the team, but then I picked Duke to beat UConn. I still haven't recovered from how devastating that was, so it was i it's just been all downhill from there i, I peaked as a sixteen year old uh <laughs> doing a bracket, and I've just been awful ever since I, so i I just wondered if
1: if it, like you played in this tournament, right, so where you like i I just wondered if you would react to it differently than people who are excited to fill out their brackets or if you're just like, yeah, I played in that, I don't need to fill this up <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs>
0: You know, honestly, it, it's just—it's become such a great part of it. Um, and you know, I'm not—I usually fill the bracket out late. I'm a bit of a slob with it. But as far as the games go, I mean, the games will be around our house from the second they start until till the second they end. I mean, Fairleigh Dickinson just upset Purdue, uh, second 16 ever to beat a one, uh, just now. So I mean, the, I mean, That's the tournament is just inc- That is unbelievable. unbelievable. It's it, every year. It's just incredible. I mean, for me, it's it's the best time of the year. It's the best. It's it's such a great thing for this for for basketball when this gets to be on because you see all these teams you've never seen before go up against the heavyweights and then, I mean, how, how do you not be romantic about basketball when when a 16 upset's a upset to one? And these guys that have never played on national TV this year, all of a sudden they're beating a team that's on national TV every week. It's just, just incredible. It's such an amazing event.
1: Okay, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that that game went final because I hadn't seen that yet. Uh, so yeah, a 16 over a one. So that who who did that to Virginia a few years ago? Well, I can't remember. That was it? Oh,
0: was, was that a Kentucky team? That was some kind of Kentucky team. I, I can't remember who did that. They, I'm sure it'll flash up oh, now we'll that it's over. Quickly
1: Google it. Uh, 16 over one. UMBC versus Virginia University of Maryland Baltimore County so that was in 2018 but now that mm-hmm. Virginia team then won the title the next year I believe yep and I yeah that's right and I think they blew him out like they beat him by 20 points and I, I remember listening or, or reading some stuff from some people who covered the NCAA after and they suggested that maybe Virginia was a bit more of a vulnerable number one seed uh, mm-hmm. so so far uh, so uh, Farley Dickinson beats Purdue 63-58, a 16 over a 1. I had Purdue going to the final four in my bracket, so so much okay. for that.
0: Yep. <laughs> Tough one I'm, to bounce back from. And
1: David, I wanted you on the show, too, because there's, like, that big <laughs> Canadian kid on Purdue, and now he's out.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, Zach Eadie, he's such a good player. I mean, watching the game today, you could tell from the jump, like, if there's a strategy... Charlie Dickinson had the right one. They're going to run and jump. They're going to press them. They're going to speed the tempo of the game up. They're throwing two, three guys at them when the ball goes on the block, making every, and just getting into passing lanes. And then, you know, you, at one point in the game, the announcer said it, but you could feel it. The ball, like the 50, 50 balls were going their way. 50, 50 balls just weren't going Purdue's way. And they're making it so tough on Edie. It was, I mean, it, it's so cool. Cause it was such a great strategy and you have to have that when you go against such a tough player like Edie. I mean, he's just—he's he, such a big guy, but he can also really play. And uh, to, to to beat a team like that that's led by a player like that is is an incredible accomplishment.
1: Uh, I don't know if you can hear that. Steve Oil Kings just scored, so they go up one nothing on uh, on No, they, were, were you guys a 16 or were you a 14 the year one of the years you guys were in?
0: I think we were a 13. Okay, we, you were a little I, higher than okay. I believe we were a thirteen because we won the Mountain West. Uh, we had to win to get in, and then we got Illinois. If I'm not mistaken, they were a four. four. I think they were a four, and we played them in Chicago. right. Uh, and it was it was a bloodbath. it was they they really didn't take it easy on us at all, but it was uh, <laughs> it was incredible. Creighton beat Florida, the game before us, which was a major upset. And I remember they ran off the floor, and they're like, "You guys can do it too!" And then we went out there, and I was like, "Well, I don't think that's gonna happen." So, but it was, it was, it was an incredible experience. We're playing at the United Center. You know, I mean, the the, the Jordan statues up front. There's 16,000 people there. Most of it's orange shirts for the Illini. I mean, it's it's one of the most in, it's one of the most fun experiences I've ever had. Where you've lost, but when you're there, you do have to kind of pinch yourself. Of. Like this is it this is the show this is the this is the the game and the tournament that you you grow up watching you dream just even being a part of it on the floor one day and uh yeah i mean it was a tough result but it's still a memory that i'll, I'll treasure for the rest of my life i'm,
1: I'm just trying to quickly look up that uh, tournament because i know you've you've told us that story before about uh where are you guys okay yeah you guys were the 13 there we go why can i not find it now
0: The Illini were tough that year, too. They had uh, Frank Williams, Corey Bradford, Brian Cook, uh, Robert Archibald. Like, they were just loaded. Bill Self, I think that was the last year Bill Self coached them before he moved over to Kansas, and they were just loaded. Like, Luther Head was on that team who played in the NBA. They were such a good team. So it wasn't like we we went in there and lost to got upset or something like that. We played a a great team, and that's what one of the cool things about March is. is You you play in your conference, you have your non-conference games, and then you go to there and you – you play a Big Ten team, or you play a Big Twelve team, and you see what the hype is in certain cases. Sometimes they come out and they show you. And um, yeah, it was it was such a it was a great thing to see up close and personal. This it, it was really special.
1: Okay, um, in terms of I, I I think I read today that there's over 50 Canadians in the NCAA men's and NCAA women's tournament combined. Canada Basketball says that's a record. So I mean, you and I know that that it's. Uh, that it's growing. I mean, that's that's a, that's a significant amount of players. I don't know if there's anybody. I, I mean, I wanted to ask you more about the Purdue kid, but now they're out. anybody else you'd want to shine the light on, or just general comment on what this means for Canadian basketball? Well,
0: I think the official number is 53, and they split it: 29 Canadian women and 24 Canadian men, uh, which is a significant number. Um, you know, we have three Albertans that are playing in the tournament. Um, Caleb Swan Roger with is with Maryland. Uh, Yvonne Edgem is with Gonzaga and uh, Bryn Maskowicz is with UCLA. So, you know, on both sides of it, we have uh, three Albertans who, you know, are, are playing into it. I know Caleb's team uh, won the other day with Maryland beating West Virginia. So that's that's a pretty special thing that there's an Alberta kid uh, that's on a team that's moving to the second round. And then Yvonne Edgem has had a, a great year for Gonzaga. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um but, you know, I mean, it, it's, like I said before, I mean, for, for all the players, there's the marquee guys like, say, like a Zach Eady, that's going to get a lot of the media attention, and rightfully so. But for all of them, it's it, it's fun to watch this play out. It'll be cool to see how our Canadians do. Um, and as I said, as, as time goes and their basketball careers, you know, take them different directions. This is going to be a special memory that, the, that they remember the rest of their lives of, of being a part of March Madness and, and playing in these games. Because, I mean, it's... It's special. It doesn't happen every year for for all these teams. It doesn't happen for for everybody to get to, to get to a level like this. So it'll be fun to follow to see how everybody does.
1: Okay, Steve, sir, joining us, at Inside Sports, uh, of course, played in the NCAA, uh, has played a ton of 3x3. He's also the GM of your Edmonton Stingers. I want to hit on a couple things with them. Sure. Look, the the CBL. I, I mean, look, it's it's always tough with. Well, let's face it. It's tough in Canada unless you're the NHL, right? Like you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta get fans. You gotta get a fan experience. You gotta get people going to the games, following. And, and a huge announcement a couple of days ago because TSN is going to carry some games for the CEBL this year, which is awesome.
0: Yes. It's it's going to be such a big thing for the league. It, it takes it even a step further. I think there's been there's been some terrific work done. Uh, in the four years that the league has been around in this fifth year for TSN to to join. it's You know, as I understand it, it's been discussed for a little bit, um, and they're going to feature games. You know, it's going to be across the country, so you're getting into all the homes that we need to get into. They're going to show all the playoff games. Um, The singers are going to have two of those, and both of them are going to be against Calgary on TV. So, you know, for for us as a league, uh, for us as a team, it provides such a tremendous amount of exposure uh, to a league that I think has, has already done a lot of a lot of great things in order to continue to spread the word and raise awareness that, that there's a, a very good professional basketball league that now operates from coast to coast in Canada and um, I'm excited to see what uh, what it does for the league and the exposure it provides for our clubs and our players but it's just another another great bit of news I think in a league that continues to gain traction and, and, and you know gain notoriety in our country and, and around the world, and uh, it's just you know hopefully we can just continue to put on a good show and and the guys can showcase their abilities on on the TSN channel and then it'll, I think it's going to be positive for everyone. I'm really excited.
1: Okay, and uh, I mean you guys have built some nice continuity there. Uh, forgive me if I'm saying the names wrong because I've always struggled. I hear Uguac Is that how we're saying? Mm-hmm. It? He's mm-hmm. back and uh attica peter McNeely, as well so you guys are bringing back some pretty pretty good players
0: we have uh we've announced four so we'll have uh here is back and he's an edmonton edmonton born and bred guy uh he's currently playing in the first division in germany right now which is one of the top european leagues and really both outside of the nba so he's his professional career is already off to a great start so we're we're really excited that he's back uh, Adika is currently playing in Romania and he's been with us since the start. He was one of the guys that when, you know, myself and, and coach uh, Barnaby Craddock in the, in the inaugural year when we recruited uh, to build the singer's roster, Adika trusted us and, and came with the team and he's been with us from the jump. So he's uh, at this point a de facto Edmonton guy. And we have Brody Clark coming back, who was a star player for the University of Alberta. He's currently playing in Poland for one of the top teams in a, in a very good professional league. And then we recently just announced Lucas Williamson, who was a teammate of the at Loyola Chicago, that made that big run to the Final Four a few se- few seasons ago. And he's tough. He's, he's a winner. He, you know, he plays in the G League, actually with Xavier Moon on the Ontario Clippers team. And uh, he's just the profile guy that we want. Well-spoken, handles himself extremely well off the court, but tough, a lot of grit on the court, really gets in there and scraps and fights, can defend multiple positions. He's going to be a, a wonderful addition to our team. So we're building it out in a way that myself and... Jordan Baker the coach and, and Reed Clark's president we really believe in. We want our team identity to be something that Edmonton is gonna come to the gym and, and, and come to the the hangar and see a team that they say like this is how we play. These are the guys that, that uh that go out there and, and represent uh, the Stingers and, and our club the right way and we got more announcements coming. We're we're continuing to, to sign guys and I think people are going to like our team. We're going to be versatile. We're going to be tough. We're going to shoot the ball well, and we're going to play well together. So it's uh, it's going to be an exciting year for us.
1: That's great to hear. Uh, Steve, thanks for, for hopping on. Uh, yeah, I love talking about the Stingers. It's going to be a great summer there. And, yeah, like you said, I'm glad we have got to it. A massive upset, a 16-over-1. Purdue is out of the NCAA tournament. We'll talk again soon, man. Thanks for checking in.
0: Thanks for having me, and thanks for talking to my wife at the Oilers game not long ago. Keep plugging children mentals health, my friend.
1: Yeah, right on. That was a pleasure, too. Steve, sir, is the GM of the Edmonton Stingers, uh, plays 3X3, and, of course, a, a great career in the NCAA. I think he's still the all-time leader in three-point percentage for, uh, for NCAA career. And I found that game he was talking about, the 2002 tournament. Uh, his... San Diego State team in as a 13 seed. Had to play Illinois in Chicago in the first round. Uh, Illinois won (laughs) 93-64. They're they're a pretty good team that year. Inside Sports on 630. Chet, if you want to check in, 780-496-0063. A little more on the Oilers and a great story about a uh, local boxer all ahead. Inside Sports with Reed
0: Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com.
1: You heard the goal horn while I was talking to Steve, sir. Unfortunately, that Oil Kings goal was then disallowed, and now Medicine Hat has scored thrice. They lead 3-0 with 849 left in the first period. The Elks this week will air tomorrow morning at 9.30 on 6.30 Ched. Morley Scott hosting. He'll talk to Winnipeg Blue Bombers play-by-play voice Derek Taylor, who has high expectations for the Edmonton Elks.
0: I hate to say this, Morley, because normally I'm on with you ripping on the Elks and how bad everything is.
1: (laughs) The Elks are going to finish second or third in the division. I, I don't see them finishing any lower than third in the division. With the moves they've made, With what Chris Jones does with his defensive scheme and the offensive weapons they've given to Taylor Cornelius and Steven McAdoo in that offense, the Elks Elks are the team on the move. All right. Well, I hope he's right. A couple of, uh, well, really the last two and a half seasons for the Elks, uh, what they went I think, two and seven in the second half of 2019, no season in 2020 and uh well out of the race in 21 and 22 but uh yeah maybe some good signings i think especially on defense that hopefully will help the team this year okay we are gonna break for the news and weather we still have a lot to do in the last half hour of the show i chatted with Devin shore you will hear from him and mckenna tansley a boxer on the rise i first introduced to you to her uh, last year during the oilers playoff run And she uh, recently won a pretty big bout, so we'll get that story.